I just wanted to break free of that. Like I was trapped in that office nine to five for about like a year and a half. What was the moment that kind of flipped flipped that switch for you? The people you surround yourself with is kind of important to your road to success. And uh, I uh, was just around these people who were very content with their job. And, you know, I, I wasn't content. So I had to be around other people who uh, wanted more. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonculus Show. Yeah. Awesome. Here's the countdown. Three, two, one, action. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Redonculus Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm James. And I'm Annie. Tonight, we're joined by a very special guest. Before that, uh, this is the podcast when life gets tough, we get redonkulous. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcasts on Redonkulous Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram, that's Redonkulous Podcast with no space. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Um, we grew up together. Uh, this guy is a childhood friend of mine. We used to play handball together. Um, and I came across his. Uh, Facebook page recently, and I noticed that he uh, he's leading a very interesting life. I invited him onto the show, so we're very lucky to have him. Um, guys, say hello to Danny. Welcome. Hello, Danny. What's up, guys? Good. I'm glad to be on the show. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, snowy Saturday, so uh, it's good to be indoors and warm with you all. First of all, uh, thank you for coming on to the show. And secondly, um, you just came back from Asia. How 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 was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I went nice. to I traveled Asia for four weeks. I did Taipei, uh, Seoul, Osaka, Tokyo, and then I went to Honolulu. And then in, uh, wow, just got back, still jet lagged, all over the place, and it's. Uh, <laughs> Very, uh, it's very interesting, you know, just leaving New York and then kind of readjusting into the pace of the city and, uh, you know, the craziness of it all. You are also a event director for uh, The Box in, in the city? It's, it's hard to describe a venue. We're a late night venue, so um, kind of like a rare underground, like, speakeasy club. Oh, wow. Oh. How'd, you, how'd you get into that scene? Um... You know, I've uh, been dancing for about 13 years. That passion wanted to kind of go to something else. I uh, knew a performer that worked at this venue and um, kind of put me in touch. And I started working as a production assistant there. And uh, that was five years ago. And then kind of just climbed up the ladder. And uh, here I am. Do you dance for fun or for work? No, I, I, I dance as... Uh, kind of like a a passion i don't like to call it a hobby i think hobbies just disappear <laughs> come and go uh this thing hasn't left me so uh yeah i don't dance professionally i used to um i like to say i'm a retired dancer <laughs> started competing in high school but like really got serious about competing in college and right out of college and then um 
kind of stopped competing kind of when I was like 25, 26. So you said that you have uh, a passion for it. So what, what changed? Why did you stop competing? It's tough, man. It's, uh, it's one of the reasons I kind of why I got into my job. In this world where, you know, like underground dance competitions are like, it's just not organized right. You know, it's very like low quality events. And the dance scenes, so so this is outsider looking in, you know, I don't know anything about the dance scene, but you would have to be in places like LA, right? I would imagine. LA is cool, yeah. LA has a cool dance scene, very commercial. Um, New York, you would think, would be big too, because it's kind of like the home of hip hop. Um, but it's still very disorganized, you know. There's a couple places that have structure, but... Um, yeah, dance scenes kind of all over the place, and I decided I wanted to get more experience in events that were concrete, more solid. You know, some some higher level events. I saw all these pictures you were taking. You were you were doing like handstands uh, in Asia, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy's freaking living the life." Yeah, I um. It's kind of like a b boy thing. It's like uh, there's a couple of dancers who do like. You know, they just do poses and stuff um, in front of places they are. And then, um, you know, I wanted to kind of start like a story of like, oh, okay, I remember this place and this place I did this. And then, um, you know, like I never really went to Instagram for like, to like feed my ego or whatever. For me, it was like, oh, okay, this is a cool picture. I'm going to spend some time editing it. You know, it's very important just to be, you know, in the moment, you know, like I was saying, freestyling. So like all those moments are never, I've, I don't plan those moments. Just like, oh, this is a cool place. Let's take a picture. Shooting around monuments and stuff and, and places you are. And, you know, like sometimes I just take pictures of my food like every other. Everybody. I do that too all the time. <laughs> and I remember, you know, when we were younger, America's Best Dance Crew came on, you know, the Jabberwockies. Then you, then you have like Quest Crew coming on season three. Is that kind of how you got into it also? Like just from watching first? Yeah, I I call it where we're, we were part of the second media wave. So like the media wave that we were in where it was, like you said, America's Best Dance Crew, you got served. Oh like, yes. You know, all these like, like 2000s era, like that was our generation. So you think you can dance and then it kind of like steeled out a bit. And then now you see a re resurgence of it through uh, World of Dance on NBC yeah i oh man world of dance is where i discovered um sean lu and, and casey rice i'm i'm obsessed with these two they're just so crazy and they're what 16 17 year olds yeah i always say kids are the better are always the better ones at dancing they're just not they're uninhibited kids are uninhibited <laughs> yeah i just can watch them for hours yeah <laughs> I mean, you don't have to expose me like that. <laughs> Hours yeah, it, and days. It's, 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 it's fun to watch. I just, you know, talking about that show, I just went to um, went to Japan and there's this giant uh, dance competition called Just A Boo. And they were having their Japan qualifier and uh, late, the Lay Twins, the guys yes. that were on dance. Yes. I saw them live in person for the first time and like they're crazy man like <laughs> i can't describe to you like they have a uh, telepathy 
they, they can they talk can to each, each other, each other yeah. like without talking like with their mouths like they just like it's crazy it's fucking scary sometimes it's like two robots like <laughs> did you plan it around this uh boot camp or this dance thing that you just mentioned was that your trip no this trip was actually kind of freestyled as well wow so you uh, when you say you're living in the moment you really are just living in the moment yeah like i think you should i think when you plan too far ahead it's like why like you could you should have a, a dream you know see the big picture but like i like to let you know be in the moment i'm loving this vibe i, I love that james and i have this discussion all the time when you just get too serious with life you're, you're just way too stressed out and sometimes it paralyzes you you know you don't know what to do yeah i think uh i think adulthood is serious serious you know like it, it could get really serious and uh that's why i like being around kids you know like i like to be around the you know the youth to feel their energy you know they don't have all the the pressures of life hitting them you know all the bs yeah and yeah so this trip i was saying um kind of freestyled it my best friend was he lived in korea because of, uh, of the army he's a korean citizen korean citizen you have to serve time in the army and uh he was just like oh you should come visit me my cert my my time's uh up like i'm pretty much done with the army and i was like oh why not i'll go i've never been to korea so i originally was supposed to go to korea first and then uh looking up tickets and flights and i found it was cheaper to fly to taiwan first hey you go from taiwan to korea so is your family from taiwan yeah i have family up there so uh i was hanging out with my uncle that i haven't seen in like 20 15 plus years so this trip was good for you it was very good for you yeah it was cool you know i like caught up with some ancestors you know so like my ancestors <laughs> Went to the motherland and, you know. You went to their shrine, you talked to them. (laughs) Did you eat some really good food in Taiwan? Oh, yeah. I only had two, you know, I only had two days in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to explore the food scene as much as I could have. Any night markets? Yeah, I went to a night market. I went to a dance practice. I have no clue which night market. People ask me all the time. I have no idea. (laughs) This is your first time back to Taiwan in 20 years. How are you acquainted with the dance scene? How do you know there's when yo, there's dance? Practice? I know, yo, just through dance, it's crazy. I thought about this, like just through dance, I know somebody wherever I'm gonna go. Like there's wow. some sort, someone's gonna connect me with somebody that's that where I can meet somebody. Does that help with uh, where you're staying? You have like you're always couch surfing, or <laughs> um, not necessarily. Like uh, all my housing accommodation was kind of freestyle too. Danny, I actually looked into your Facebook profile. I dig mm-hmm. all the oh, no. way to 2009 <laughs> to come up with this. So this segment is called Lightning Questions. And basically, I'm going to tell you this or that. And like you said, freestyling, you're just going to say, you're going to pick one, no thinking and uh, no explaining, just one or the other. So I got 10 questions for you. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Number one, Hawaii or Japan? Ooh, Hawaii. Hip-hop music or classical music? Hip-hop. <laughs> Korea or Taiwan? Taiwan. DJing or breaking? Breaking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. Number five, Starbucks 
or Starbucks coffee or naked juice? Starbucks. Tupac or Biggie Smalls? Ooh. Tupac. Work or play? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, play. Philly or New York? New York. Aquafina or CL? Aquafina. Smoking or drinking? Smoking. That Ooh, is CL. Lightning questions. Uh, CL is a South Korean rapper. All right. So those are lightning questions. I actually, so some of the questions I, I saw, um, you you kind of like had a question mark on your face, Danny. Yeah. But like the the naked one, you have a note, I think from 2009 on your Facebook, and you said something about the naked juice. And then I was like, all right, let me ask this guy. Yeah, I, I had a bad moment. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you want to explain? <laughs> You talking about the picture where I ran up like ten flights of stairs like three times and rewarded myself with like two bottles of naked. It's kind of with my work hard play hard mentality. Hey, word of the day is egregious. Yeah. Egregious. It's an adjective. And it means outstandingly bad, shocking. I actually pronounced it wrong. I, I was like egregious at first. I could give it a shot. Go for it. Nice. My workplace has egregious reviews on Yelp. <laughs> what that's are you guys? Good. That's not good at all. Yeah, we we have like a lot of like one star reviews and stuff. It's like why is that? People either see crazy crazy shit happening or they don't get in. It's just a very exclusive place, like. All like the the people want to get in. It's not like a club you could just walk. It's not like a like marquee or labo. You know, it's kind of it's very like secret society feel. Do you need like a passcode to get in? Yeah, uh, you'll need that and a couple thousand dollars. Damn, <laughs> a couple thousand. Wait, a passcode for real? Yeah. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> Just the money. Need the money. Yeah, it's it's uh, reservations only. You get a lot of high end spenders and one percenters who come and see some crazy oh. stuff and let let loose. Any celebrities that that you met? I've actually met Aquafina. I saw that picture. Oh. I saw it. Yeah. yeah she was in. She was at your place, your club. Um, it was actually at another party at a different venue. So I work around the city and, you know, I get around. <laughs> uh, she saw her at a, a movie premiere after party. And this was like right after Crazy Rich Asians came out. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Aquafina. Just walked up to her and be like, hey, what's up? Just wanted to let you know, like, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. But I'm working the event, so it doesn't feel very, like paparazzi-ish you know I'm yeah. just like hey like let me know if you need anything I'll take care of you and she was so cute she was like oh hi I'm Nora she didn't introduce herself as Aquafina she was like I'm Nora she's she's everywhere now I saw her some of her stuff on YouTube when she was just rapping and I think she had like a, a show in a bodega crazy rich Asians right she was in uh the farewell the farewell, last, the farewell. that was a really really good movie she's oh, yeah. from Queens Nora from Queens yeah, my buddy lives near Casino Park, and he saw he saw her, bumped into her when she was filming. She's super down to earth. Super chill, yo. 
super like when i was talking to her we actually talking because uh you know like she's from queens i'm from queens you had that connection so we we're talking uh-huh. about and, like she was just telling me where she was growing up so that's her her voice is on the seven train now yes you know i i stay away from that train maybe i'll take it one day so just hear her you can hear her on twitter <laughs> it's everywhere on twitter i'll avoid the seven train for that do you like her music don't worry, we can cut her this acting. out if you say no. <laughs> acting. I can't yeah. I haven't heard enough of it to, to, to really judge it to be honest. She okay. has one particular song that she got famous off of. It's called My Vag. My Vag. Yeah. Yeah, no, she <laughs> Yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta I'll watch her shows. Yeah, I just Googled today how to use Instagram. Oh, what'd you find? <laughs> uh found a couple of YouTube videos. <laughs> Yeah. On how to use it. Did it say like hand handstand in front of monuments? Ha! <laughs> no, it was just a technical analysis of how to use the app. Did you learn a lot? You're, are you on your way to uh, a thousand followers? N- no. <laughs> Two truths, one lie. I'm actually very interested because, Danny, we don't know you too well. So we're just going to go by uh, what you say, and hopefully we can uh, figure out which one is the truth. All right. What what do you have for us tonight? Okay. My first statement is uh, I've seen people have sex on stage. Okay. I think it's true. (laughs) I think it's true, too. Yeah. No. Okay. What's the second statement? Uh. I've hung out with Lucy Lou before. Okay. Also possible. And what's number three? I've traveled to 15 countries. You've traveled to 15 countries. Okay. On this trip, you already went on, you already traveled to three. Taiwan, Korea, and where else? Hawaii. Oh, that's, well, that's part that's of the US. US. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. Uh, and Japan. Yeah, okay. yeah. 15. I don't know. That seems the most normal. So initially, yeah, I'm kind of already leaning towards that. So tell us about Lucy Liu. How did you meet her? Or how did you hang out with her? Uh, she, she gets her hair done at the same place one of my employees works at. She was like, oh, you should come check out the box. It's a cool club. And then um, I take care of all like VIPs and stuff sometimes. So I got referred to her and she just came in and I hung out with her. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Is she cool? Yeah. She she actually went to uh, the same high school as me. Which high school did you go to? LaGuardia? Stuyvesant. Oh, Stuyvesant. Oh, she went to, yeah, I, re- I know she's a New Yorker. I didn't know she went to Sty. Wow. She's uh, a smart Asian. She's too. Was she there when you guys were witnessing sex live on stage? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think we saw any that night. It's a show every night? It's not like a dance club? It's a dance club during intermission, and then there's a show during. But the show is like uh, naked people. Provocative. No, it's it's a variety show. It's kind of like a theater 
like variety show kind of like America's Got Talent with Sexy and Weird. Do people come on and say, my talent is having sex? No, I don't think having sex is talent. I think having sex is more of an expression. Okay, so <laughs> how did they start expressing this on the stage? I want to know, uh, going back to the statement number one. We have this guy, he's like a performer. He's uh, kind of just looks around and he's a character and people want to play with him. Um, you guys have any questions for Danny? Mm, I just want to say your voice sounds like a comedian. Um, <laughs> it's nothing to do. I know. <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about, Jeff? Um, no. The one who impersonates like Jay Z. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Jay Farrell, I want to say. What was the third one again? The traveled to 15, 15 countries. Can you name all of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> America? <laughs> How do you know you've been to 15? Did you bust out, you pulled out your, your passport or what, did you list them or what? Uh, I just made a number up in my head. <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> Freestyle that one. Across the board. We think that number three is a lie. Which one is it, Danny? Number three is a lie. <laughs> I've been to Costa Rica. And if you don't count layovers, I've only been to about five countries. Okay, so you triple the, the countries that you're like, let me, let me just say a random number. Hey, it's, not, it's a lie now, but give me a couple years. You know, it'll become a reality soon. When's your next trip? Um, I, wa I wanted to plan one for next week, but I'm actually doing a, a cool event with uh, Christian Dior. Yeah. Wow. So maybe I, I like to just like do a killer event, knock it out of the park, and then take a vacation. Kind of like my work hard, play hard mentality. So you do travel quite frequently then? I used to travel a lot when I was... Uh, uh, battling, competing around. But just the U.S.? Tri-state, northern. I would go up to Montreal a lot. I've been to Montreal a couple times. But okay. it was mostly tri-state, yeah. So anything you missed about that scene, battling? Yeah, I would say the competitiveness of it all. Now when I go to events, I'm more of a spectator. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just different when you're spectating when you're in a competitive mindset it's just a whole different feeling like spending all that time prepping up for an event and you, know, you get there and you have a regimen you gotta stretch you gotta work through your routines mentally you gotta you know feel out the environment there's just so many steps to being a competitor has a ship sailed for you or do you see yourself going back maybe in a year or two competing you know it's tough i i uh a lot that's something i kind of like debacle with myself all the time i mean I, I just i can't figure out like you know i could still compete and i know i can i just don't have that drive right now and i don't think you should force anything you don't have you know like there are certain people who will tell you like no you gotta stay passionate and i'm just like no 
your passion kind of just travels like vertically and you got to find what the next thing is, you know? And, uh, I love dance. I don't think I'll ever stop loving dance. I just don't love competitions anymore. You know, it just, I'm competitive about making money and doing events now. You know, it's kind of my competition now. Eventually my passion for it's going to just translate to elsewhere. Like, you know, like it kind of started with handball, you know, before handball was video games. I took a shot at entrepreneurship when I was 24 years ago, 24, 25. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doing what? I opened up a event production and talent staffing company with a business partner and uh, taught me a lot about business and uh, that world. And uh, it's crazy, crazy time. If I was like unemployed, trying to dance. I want to ask you, I'm really curious about your, your lifestyle and also your mindset. How did you develop that? It started with dance kind of just added on to that and then I got out of college and I kind of just got put into the system like where you know society breeds you to be like oh you got to do this this and this to be a success and uh, I worked an office job down in the financial district it's awful like you know you, you know like you know how it is it's just like sometimes you you have to go through that time where you, you work a very mediocre, passionless job for a paycheck. And I don't think anybody should live like that. I think that's going to kill your soul. I think uh, you don't get the fulfillment of what your majority of your time stake is in, right? And uh, I just wanted to break free of that. Like I was trapped in that office nine to five for about like a year and a half. And uh, what was the moment that kind of flicked flip that switch for you where did you go aha i'm not doing this anymore and you know tell tell us too because i'm sure at that time you know if you remember it, it must have been really scary right because you didn't know the future you had nothing to fall back on what you said you were 23 24 yeah 23 didn't have a job after i quit i just quit i it just took a chance i think like that's kind of like living in the moment mentality for me like and it served me good then and it always served me good now you know um i uh the, i think what really got me was uh just kind of seeing people around me my work environment and like i don't know they're like mothers and 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 older women who are already you know they have responsibility and got to keep grinding and I was just like I'm too young for this like I looked around like everyone's older than me you know I, I um, was in a place where I wasn't sur surrounding myself with the, the type of people I, type of person I want to be around you know and I think um, the people you surround yourself with is kind of important to your road to success and uh, I uh, was just around these people who were very content with their job and you know i i wasn't content so i had to be around other people who uh wanted more any plans to ever slow down or eventually do you want to have kids too stuff like that get married yeah yeah i uh, um i want to eventually settle down in hawaii hopefully i would like to kind of retire maybe like 15 years 
get get my venues up and running my hospitality group um once i get that settled you know like gotta find the girl it's pretty much the plan uh i'll freestyle those two i think uh are you are you a only child no, i have two twin sisters oh wow how do i'm sure especially are your parents uh, i'm pretty sure when you first told them you're gonna quit your job they probably weren't too happy about that oh they were they were like what's wrong with you they're like typical asian parents are like no you need stability i think asians are very like stern on stability mm-hmm. stability and and pay so are they supportive your of your current job and lifestyle Hey, if it's stable and it pays, they don't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess I influenced my sisters by like moving out, like really taking that leap. Cause you know, I don't know. My parents were like, oh, why are you paying this amount of rent? You could just live with us and save up money. And I was just like, well, money don't buy time back. So I'm gonna live out my twenties in the city. You know, that's my mentality. You know, I, I've always had these uh, list of things I've wanted to achieve and uh, one of them was moving into uh, Manhattan I just lived in Queens my whole life my mom comes into my apartment she's like why are you paying for this I was just like yo it's an experience you know it's you don't get it until you live here the convenience of it all is worth a price worth paying I think in my opinion being here I have a work work hard play hard mentality so um, it's very interesting because I've always been taught to save like you gotta save, you gotta save. I think that's kind of a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an abundant mentality. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna spend because I'll I'll make money to to afford it. Like I'll make more money. You know, that's kind of my mentality. Like living in the city, you really like have to just adapt because everything's so pricey and expensive. How far are you from uh, buying your first venue? I don't know. I think I'm still gaining interest experience and i'm still interested in what i'm doing right now which is kind of like the lower field right above menu management mm-hmm. um i got a couple years to go like, uh, still meeting people still getting acquainted eventually i want to be bi-coastal jump between here and la i would say like maybe five to ten i don't want to like force a deadline on these things because i think things should happen more organically like, I think you should allow yourself to be more free-flowing. I used to, be, and this is coming from someone who works at events. You know, event planning is very, this got to be done at this time, at this time, at this time, you know. And it's very rigid. And I like to bring my own freestyle flow to that rigidness. And it's uh, cultivated me a lot of happiness, you know, working with some great clients, having clients happy with me, and having a great event feels amazing. But that feeling, doesn't it always make you want to chase the next event or the next thing? Like, does it, does it ever scare you? Sometimes it just turns me off completely. I remember I did uh, Gucci's event for New York Fashion Week last year. And we had like Mark Ronson and Q-Tip from Charcoal Quest. And they were performing. It was a whole, it was a shit show like things started to break last minute and you know the client was happy and all that but it was it took a lot out of me must have slept like three four hours like three days you're just on the clock you know you're just getting ready for this big thing and fashion week is intense Mm -hmm. 
What is the process like leading up to planning an event? How do I describe it? Like, I'm sure you guys know your baby shower and whatnot. So it's thinking about doing that. And, you know, there's a lot of money on the line, you know, and you got to read agreements. You got to negotiate. You got to sell. You got to take clients out to, to, to dinners and stuff and really like build up. You gotta go out and network all the time. I'm always out meeting people. It's it's a it's a it's a different lifestyle. It's I you know I can wake up and I don't have to be anywhere. Like I'm on my own schedule, which is very very nice. And uh, I think it's something that I take a little bit for granted sometimes. But I worked hard to do it <laughs> to be able to just have my own schedule. Which you know? would you say an event takes anywhere from three to six months to plan? Varies. I I've put events together in less than three days i put events that are six months in advance planning uh i think average is about two months is there a number goal you try to hit uh, a year like how many events you did last year how many events i did 90 events last year 90 when nice. you have your own schedule do you ever feel lazy yeah unmotivated to do stuff yeah, I, I call out that burnout moment. You're burnt out. When you feel that like loss of passion and motivation, you're burnt out. You got to do something else. <laughs> How do you get back on the horse? Travel. <laughs> Traveling. Um, I think it's very important to have a, a, a method of self-expression. I've, I've luckily found mine, which is dance. But... Um, I express myself in different ways. Like um, fashion is is something I'm really into right now. I'm trying to really express myself through different clothes, and um, I you think mean it's dressing yourself. Yeah, like just going out, getting different types of jewelry, different, really just accessorizing myself, you know. And I think it's very important for people to. To have a method of expression. Well, you have to also look a certain way when you're, you know, at these events, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't be wearing sweatpants. I've worn some really cool track pants with some really nice Jordans, and I've gotten away with it. I think it's about, and you know what, though? I could wear whatever I want at work. You know, I don't have this. I used to have, when I was working in corporate, I would have to be like, oh, you got to wear this dress shirt and, and, and pants and the shoes. Now I'm more like, I could wear whatever I want, but I have to dress accordingly. Please check out our Redonkulous hoodie. They are live. Annie designed them. We would be very interested for you to check it out. I want, I want to know your feedback. I am going to a fundraiser at ABXYLES Gallery down in the Lower East Side. They're doing a, a fundraiser. It's to raise money for children who are like, kidnapped and abducted and part oh. of like sex trafficking oh. they're fundraising for that um i think the world's kind of going crazy right now so it's you know i want to go out and show some support for uh these type of causes and you know it's i think it's important thank you very much for coming on the show i really you know we really appreciate you coming on thanks for coming on thanks yeah, thanks for sharing your story it was very interesting yeah, if you guys want to, uh, you know, uh, meet Danny, you can check him out at um, the box in the city. But like you said, it's very exclusive. 
you know, you can email him at uh, thewooprofessional at gmail.com. Say hello. Maybe he'll introduce you to Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what other celebrities did you meet besides Lucy Liu and Aquafina? Um, I've met James Franco. Oh. Wow. Is he, is he as weird as everyone thinks he is or says he is? He is a party animal. That's what I've heard too. <laughs> that dude is a party. He's just jumping on couches and stuff. Wow. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's a party animal. I've seen oh. her. Uh, I've worked with Erica Badu. Um, nice. Who else? I don't know. Any favorites? Any favorites? Lucy Liu is my favorite. She was just awesome. She's Very counter super wise women like just feel the wisdom like do you guys still keep in touch like do you actually form friendships with these guys yeah like i actually we text here and there kind of like you know hit her up sometimes she she's back and forth in la so sometimes i hit her up when i'm in la before we go please like and subscribe our to our youtube channel it's redonkulous podcast we are on spotify um apple podcasts and also google podcasts Nope, stay redonkulous. I will. It's the Redonkulous Podcast starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world whose name is James. It's Redonkulous.